Hi, welcome to Inspiremental. I hope everyone's having a, a wonderful day. Um, you know, and on that note, real quick, right off the bat, um, the thing is, like, a lot of people are asked, so, how are you? How you doing? How's your day? People just say, oh, I'm fine. See, but the thing is, over 50% of the United States is lonely. You know, like, everyone has something missing in their life, and and it differs from, from person to person on, on what that could be, and what they think it may be, and a lot of people think, okay, well, I need a boyfriend, I need a girlfriend, I need more friends, and and the thing is, it's like, what what is it that you're really looking for what what will actually fill that void for you i mean we're living in a in an age where everyone is on social media and that is a main way of communicating but the sad thing is with all these platforms of communication that we actually do have are we actually really communicating because i i argue that we're not i mean the statistics are showing that a lot of people are lonely and loneliness leads to depression anxiety you know we we tend to stray away from social events or when we are at social events we're on social media instead of actually partaking in whatever activity you know we're we're at and i mean it's like i, I go out with with friends or family and we're sitting at a table and what is everyone doing? Everyone has their phone in their hand. Now, me personally, I'm not really on any type of social media or anything like that. Um, I, that may change just, you know, for the sake of, um, of, of what I'm doing here and trying to reach out to people and, and connect, um, on a broader scale, but it's not really going to be for any personal use. Um, because I, personally like i tell friends and family you have my phone number you know like if you need to contact me you want to talk you want to hang out just call me send me a text something and then you know we can we could schedule something but it's like everyone it, it's is so lost in in this this age in this era of of social media and it's like I mean, it's damaging. It's, it really, really is damaging to us. And, I mean, and, and look at what, what people are, are using to, to fill the void that they feel that they have in their life. I mean, whether it's substance abuse or um, drugs or pornography, like, but all of these things that everyone turns to to get some sort of satisfaction or gratification or you know like they, they're they're going to these things that are poisonous to us and and they just leave us feeling more empty because i mean like alcohol it's it's it may be fun at the moment but then like what are you left with you're left feeling horrible or you know sick depending on how much you drink um, me personally, I quit drinking and it's out of my life and I'm done with it and it's fine. Like, and it, 
it's it's not a problem anymore you know like i never really had a, a serious um problem with alcohol but it does run in my family and every time you know when i was drinking like i would end up because i did enjoy it a lot but i would end up thinking in my mind like i need a drink i need a drink and when i caught myself thinking those types of thoughts like i just kind of like mentally slapped myself like wait what no 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 no. i don't need a drink i want a drink and that that kind of like steered me away so i'm not making myself dependent on something that i don't really need you know and and the thing is like People also turn to relationships, you know, to, to fill the, the this void, this emptiness, this loneliness that they have. Like, you know, that there's just something missing in your life that you, you just, you're trying to figure it out. But we're looking as a society to the wrong things. And, and the thing is, like, with social media and um, the media itself or influencers or, you know, people that are in in the Hollywood industry and stuff like that that they're not really showing us a way and being examples to to lead by I mean most people in Hollywood are depressed themselves most people in Hollywood have really bad anxiety you know and and it's like they're they're on the same road you know that there's a huge issue with addiction and and, and stuff like that with, you know, superstars and, and whatnot, but it's like, where where are we looking, where are you looking to, to fill this emptiness, and is it working for you, do you still feel lonely, do you still feel empty, you know, and, and that's the real question you have to ask yourself is, what am I turning to, why am I making certain decisions am am i deciding to do this whatever it may be you know to fill this emptiness inside of me i mean a lot of people that they don't even recognize that they're in a bad position and and you know mentally and in their life and that they're turning to these these outlets that are not good for them you know, and I mean, me, I'm, I'm absolutely blessed. Like I have my best friend and that's my wife. We've been together for 17 years and I'm so lucky to have her. We, we could sit and talk for hours upon hours and just get lost. And the time goes by so quick and we look and we're like, oh, wow, like that much time passed, you know, but I, I have someone, you know, and when she's not there, I'm in in thoughts and in prayer with God. And it's extremely fulfilling. And, you know, I, I, I thank God every single day that I have her in my life because she's amazing. You know, and she, she completes me. She makes me whole. You know, I mean, just like the Bible says when when you get married the two will become one flesh like 
and and that's what it is like she absolutely completes me and she makes me better you know where where i fall short she picks up the slack where she falls short i pick up the slack you know it's just we we balance each other out and and it's amazing um but not everybody has that and my argument is that isn't always what you need i mean because in all honesty the one and only true thing that we really do need is a relationship with god that is the most important thing in life is having and establishing that relationship with god and and but what does that mean you know a lot of people would would ask what what does it mean to have a relationship with god and and i'm saying to to have and build a relationship with god you first have to know god and how do you get to know god the only way to know god is through his word that's been passed down for generations and i know a, a lot of critics try to say that um you know you, you can't trust the bible because it's been written over so many times see but the thing is it's one of the most accurate books in history because it's been pre-recorded re-recorded within a small number of of years like every 50 years the original text has been rewritten you know like word for word and translated and, and so i mean that that's the accuracy of it look i mean you could look it up do some research yourself i was a skeptic for a long time i was raised in a catholic church and i never really read the bible um my church never really told me to read the bible they never gave me one and and you know m made it a, a a big important thing in life but i argue that it is absolutely the most important thing that everybody should be doing is to read the word of god um and you know like in, in my skepticism i i ended up having like the my own little theology like okay well i believe in god and i believe in jesus and you know I'll, I'll take what i want out of the bible what i think is right and with what little knowledge i did have of the bible as i said i never really read the bible um and you know and but my life wasn't going right you know, because I didn't, I never really established that relationship in my life was just not, it wasn't good. You know, I was smoking weed and drinking alcohol and, you know, just partying and, and, and being a fool. Um, and, but I, I, I ended up, I stopped, you know, smoking weed and I cut back on, on the alcohol because I wanted to get my life straight because, I wanted to build a future that was good for for me and my wife and you know we want to have a family and stuff like that and and with me playing games and and doing these things that I was doing when I was a teenager that's like it wasn't going to get me anywhere and I knew that and and it's like to be a a, a man 
I had to step up and take responsibility for myself, my life, so that I could be responsible for my wife. And just, I would say, it was in 2016, like November, December, um, I was going through some personal stuff, and it, it was... It was a big revelation for me, you know, because I thought I was losing everything. And I thought, you know, basically my life was over because, like, stuff was, it, like, everything was just going wrong. And, um, and I just, I, I remember one day I was sitting at work and, and I, I was just praying. I was in tears. Like, I was just broken. And, and I, I was just praying for God to to take the reins, you know, just just to save me and get me out of this position that I was in. And and I, I just poured my heart into this prayer. And like I, I remember the day, I, like, I can't tell you the date. I don't remember that precisely. I don't have the greatest memory. But um, but yeah, I, I poured my heart into this prayer and. And it changed. My life changed. I felt the change in my heart. And like all the, the bad negative things and thoughts and and everything that, that was going on in my life just shut off. And like it, it's so hard to explain, but it was it was an amazing feeling like. It was almost like I was empty, like I was just new, you know, like it was just a fresh page in my life just started over. You know, I, I no longer had this weight on my shoulders holding me down from the sinful life that I was living. And and it, it's it's quite amazing. And, then, you know, it, it took some time after that. Like, I, I still wasn't reading the Bible at that time, but I, I did give my heart and pour it out to to Jesus. And and it, it, it was amazing. Um, I would say sometime in, in 2017, I, like, I started watching different YouTubers and stuff like that. Um, you know, preaching the gospel and talking about God and different, uh, different situations that are going on, you know, and in today's day and age, you know, with, with the news and the world and whatnot, and, and just looking at a Christian perspective of everything, and, like, I, I just, I got this urge, like, I have to read the Bible, like, because like like I said, with me, I was I was a critic of the Bible, and then for whatever reason, it changed from being a critic of the Bible to being a critic of men because men twist words. So it's it's really difficult to take the words of men. I take the words of men with a grain of salt, and and I I, I stress everybody should do that. Question things. Don't be afraid to to ask questions. You know that that's one of the most important things that that you could do. And one of the most important things that, that you learn in school is to ask questions, because if you don't ask questions, then you're 
questions go unanswered and you're just sitting there not knowing. And wouldn't it be better to know than not to know? I, I, I think so. But, um, but yeah, so I started like, okay, like I'm, I'm hearing what this guy is saying and I'm hearing what that guy is saying and it sounds good, but like, I just had this urge, like I got to read the Bible because I need to know for myself, like, what does God really say, you know, about this subject or that subject? So, um, I found I found the Bible um, on YouTube. Like I'm a truck driver, so I was I would listen to it as I'm driving. And then um, my brother-in-law has had a Bible in his closet, and so I I borrowed his. And then I started reading that, you know, at home with my wife, and and we we just really started getting into the Word of God. And um, there's a Bible app called YouVersion, amazing app. I, I I think everybody should should have that app on their phone, and, and and check it out and just go through it. But it's it's absolutely amazing. I read it every day, um, read it, listen to it, whatever. Since I'm driving, a lot. But since I started reading the Bible, there's there's just this amazing change added to my life like it, it's just it's so much better I, I feel fulfilled you know and and happy like it, it's so hard to explain but I, it makes me feel good like in life I feel good in situations I feel good you know and when I see people strangers and you know because I, I deal with a lot of a lot of people out here you know with my line of work um like I just have a new light and 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 take that that how I approach how I approach people and and I get wonderful responses you know I just say hey how's it going you know and and I'm simple just I just say God bless you and people light up and it's amazing and it's like putting a smile on someone's face it like that's gratification enough like that's enough thanks and it's worth saying those simple words, God bless you. I think, you know, that, and, and it sparks conversation sometimes, you know, and in the Bible, um, Jesus says that when two or more people gather in my name, I am with them. And I love that verse because I know that when I'm talking about God with people and I'm talking about the Bible with, with others, it's just knowing that Jesus is, is here. He's listening. He's in on the conversation. And and it, it's just, it's wonderful, and, and it's amazing. It's the greatest relationship that I have, aside from the, the one that I have with my wife, obviously. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's sad. I, I, I hate to, to see society dealing with depression and dealing with anxiety. Because, I, like, I've been there. You know, I, I come from a, a broken family, and and I was a tore-up, broken little kid, you know? So, I, I know what, what that sad, empty, lonely, depressed feeling feels like. And, 
I believe I, I did have anxiety also. I didn't know what it was. And then when I did learn what anxiety was, I was like, wait, I, I had those symptoms before, you know, and, but, you know, having it at a young, young age like that, like, and being alone the way I was, I think that I had to be tough to get by, you know, and, and I think that really helped me through it a lot, um, and, and somehow, some way, I got out of it. I thank God that I did because I know a number of people that are really struggling with, with these similar issues, and, I mean, it's different for everyone, I know that, and it's, it's like the similar, similar symptoms and everything, but it's triggered differently, and, you know, people respond differently in certain situations, you know, because we're all individually unique, and I don't know, I, I just, I'm really, my, my whole point, I'm here just to say that there's hope, and you don't have to be lonely. And you don't have to turn to these things that are going to ruin your life. You don't need to go out having one night stands and feeling empty and lonely and broken afterwards. Because that's like going out to a club and a bar and getting drunk and hooking up with some stranger that doesn't really give a damn about you. That's just asking to self-destruct. And... You're seeking love in the wrong place. You know, I say, you know, read a book, go to the library, and you can find people and meet people at the library. You can go to a coffee shop and and read your Bible and and meet people at a coffee shop. You know what I mean? Like, there's better places to meet people than than to meet somebody at a club or a bar because. Everyone at a club or a bar, they're looking for one thing, and that's just simple, easy gratification and with no strings attached. And another thing is find a church. You know, like, that's one thing that, that I'm working on myself because, I, I'm, I'm like I said, I, I don't trust the words of men, and I know that there are a lot of churches that lead people astray. There are a lot of people that, that leave the church because they have a bad experience at at a, a church, and they they say I'm I'm not a Christian anymore, and it's it's really sad and it breaks my heart because you know a a, a building in a church that doesn't make you a Christian. It's having that relationship with with Jesus Christ, and that's the most important relationship anybody could have in their life, and and that's what what really matters that's what that's what a church is a church is is us it's believers it's not a building it's not you know a specific pastor you know welcoming you in in into their their church establishment you know what i mean and a lot of people get lost with that and they're confused about that they think that 
I'm a Christian because I go to church. No, you're a Christian because you have a relationship with Jesus. There are a lot of people that go to church, but they don't have a relationship with Jesus. A lot of people that go to church, they don't read the Bible. Like me, I mean, uh, for 18 years of my life, I was part of the Catholic Church, but I never really had a good relationship with Jesus. Yeah, I believed in him. I knew his sacrifice. I was grateful and and everything, but I never really built that relationship. And that is so, so important. And, and having a relationship with Jesus, is it's good in so many ways because it helps you with your outside relationships with you know your friends and your family and your children and your wife and or your significant other you know like learning the teachings of Jesus is, is it's crucial to life because when you live by Jesus it, it reaps good results no I'm, I'm not being a, a prosperity preacher, I'm not doing that at all, but it's good to live in the ways of Jesus and in the teachings of him. And and having those good Christian morals reflects so well in your relationships. But the key is beginning to build that relationship with Jesus because I'll tell you right now whether you're a believer or a non-believer gay straight it doesn't matter Jesus wants to know you and he loves you and he wants you to know him and that's the most important message I promise you that you could ever hear is that Jesus wants a relationship with you so, I say, why not give it a try? What could it hurt? I mean, if you're willing to pop pills and, and do drugs and drink alcohol and have one-night stands and live this sinful, hurtful life that is damaging to you, would it be so hard to read the Gospel of John? Just to see what it's about. Because I know that like there's so many people. That they they say oh I don't believe in the Bible. Have you read it? Most people will say no. And these critics of the Bible. They would say no. A lot of people. And. I say. I challenge you. Give it a try. Read the gospel of John. See who Jesus was. See what he did for the world. For us. For you. Because God also said that I knew you before you were formed in the womb. So. Get to know him. Give it a try. Take my challenge. Read the Gospel of John. Find out who Jesus is. Find out what the Word of God really says. Well, anyhow, thank you so much for listening. 
if you made it this far. Um, I love you. Love all of you. Jesus loves you. I hope you have a wonderful day, and I, I really, really pray and hope that my message here got across to somebody, even if it helped one person. So, yeah, have a blessed day. Thank you, everybody. All right, bye.